Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magalie on a Journey. I'm your host, Magalie Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello everybody, welcome to the show, welcome to another episode. This is episode number 10. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for being here, for still being here, or if this is your first episode, welcome. I am excited because today is going to be a pretty vulnerable one. So buckle up, get ready to feel some feelings. Um, yeah, let's get started. So first of all, happy spring. Um, yeah, we're in a new season, even though I have to say in San Francisco, it doesn't look so much like it. <laughs> it's um, completely pouring rain and it's one of those days where it's so gray, you have to turn lights on. Um, we've been really, really lucky that we are getting a lot of rain because God knows we need it. And I'm also really excited that Raul and I are getting to go on vacation tomorrow. Um, So hopefully we'll chase some sunshine over there. I'll tell you guys about where we're going and all of that in the next episode. So it's a new season and I don't believe in coincidences. Um, I was doing my masterclass for healers, which is uh, today's episode was all about compassion. It's with Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate. I don't know. I just had something inside of me tell me like, hey, before you record your episode, like just do the next uh, class. And I haven't done this class in a while because I was in Austin last week. I got to be at South by Southwest, which was super inspiring and fun and exciting. Um, And yeah, I thought today's episode was going to be all about Austin and everything that I learned and all the inspiration that I'm coming back with. And turns out, it's not going to be about that at all. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Gabor Mate talks about the five level of compassion. Um, so level one is ordinary human compassion. He says, this is, you know, you see somebody suffering, you feel bad, you don't want them to suffer. This is innate in any ma- mammal. Um, he talks about how even rats um, have this. Um, and then level two of compassion is the compassion of understanding and he talks about the fact that there is no loving without understanding so this is trying to understand why this person is suffering what is happening to them as a reason of the suffering um and that the fact of understanding somebody's uh, somebody's suffering helps us build compassion into that second level then he talks about level three which is uh, the compassion of recognition. And so this is when you fully understand that a person is no longer or is no different than you um, because you also have this unsolved pain and suffering within you. It looks different in terms of maybe what the actual pain is, but this level really removes the barriers uh, between you and the person being completely different. just you know we're both humans and uh we have that recognition and ability to see that 
the compassion they're in need of is it also a compassion that I'm in need of. The fourth level is compassion of possibility. I love this one so much because it's the idea that you see the possibility of transformation within somebody's worthlessness. However, to be able to see it in somebody else, you need to first see it in yourself. Um, And it talks about how every dysfunction that that person might have represents an adaptation to a situation that has that was demanded of them so the adaptation was needed uh, for this human to continue in their life so the ability to really see the fact that our real self is full of possibility and that the worthlessness isn't the real self it's that adaptation and the compassion of possibility is being able to look at somebody who has so much pain so much suffering which potentially from the outside would have a lot of judgment based on the decisions they've made, but it's really the possibility of looking at that person um, and seeing their true self and who they have the continuous possibility of becoming, and it starts with us having that within ourselves. And then the fifth level, um, which is what triggered (laughs) this whole episode, is the ability that we can get people to a point of facing the truth about themselves. Um, He talks about shame and how shame is the worst state that you can be in. And, you know, in the English language, we have things like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. But it's not the self that you should be ashamed of. It's understanding that what you did was wrong or what they did was wrong. But that's not an expression of their self and who they are. And he really goes, dives deep into shame and how, you know, people that have a lot of shame um, end up lying because they don't want to feel that shame. However, a pathway and a door to healing is being able to face that shame and being met with compassion on the other side. And, you know, he talks about, which is a sentence that you've heard in the past, but the truth will set you free. Um, he actually goes on to say that it's the knowledge of the truth that will liberate you. And so what does it take for people to be able to look at their truth? The fact that, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this in the past where there is something that you've been able to finally look at about yourself, whether it was something that you experienced when you were a little child or further in your life, and that just being able to see that felt like, oh my God, a weight is lifted off my shoulders. Um, He also in this level talks about that you're not going to do anyone any favor by taking away their pain, um, except for a very young child because they're not equipped to hold their own pain. Um, But that for, you know, the job of healers and the work that we're doing is to help people develop the capacity to hold their pain rather than trying to take it away but really look at looking being able to look at it and so thinking about all of this brought me back to my personal feelings of shame and my personal um, journey with shame and there's a lot of different layers that you know this has there's a lot of layers of shame when I was little we moved around a lot as a family so things of like always being the different one and I really see that what he talks about in terms of adaptation and changing your behaviors to like fit in and to not feel that shame. Um, Whereas looking back, 
you know, owning my identity, owning the fact that I was different, that was bringing me so much more value um, to who I am because I had this really cool world perspective at such a young age, having moved in a lot of different, not just countries, but continents. And so this made me think about the first time that I truly brought something to light and into the truth when I was really ashamed about it. Um, if you've been around since the beginning of days of what used to be Yogini on a journey, what's now Magali on a journey, you'll know what I'm referring to. But I started uh, when that actually happened. So the year that I told my truth to the world was in January 2020. Um, little did I know what would follow that year, but actually I, so I, um, choose a word of the year every year and my word of 2020 was light. Um, and I really meant it light as in bringing lightness to what's dark. And of course that year followed with a lot of ups and downs from actually losing my grandmother in February and rushing back to France, which in the end was so beautiful that it happened just before COVID and all the borders shut down. Um, and then obviously the pandemic starting in March, we also had crazy fires in the Bay Area. If you ever remember those like um, apocalyptic looking pictures of San Francisco being completely orange, uh, we definitely lived that. And then at the end, so we uh, ended up deciding to travel the U.S., which was a really exciting highlight and a big up into the year. And also, we got really sick with COVID before. This is pre-any vaccine, any solution. So in times where we were uh, all a little bit freaking out about what it was. And we were super sick um, to then getting engaged on my 30th birthday that December. So it was, I mean, I'm doing like a tiny little wrap-up of the year. Um, but it really started with a deep need to tell my truth. And so that's when I started. I had like a private Instagram page. Um, I think I decided to turn it public at the time. And then I changed the name to Yogini on a Journey. Uh, I was really focused on yoga. It's evolved since then to become much more. And I wrote my first newsletter. So as, you know, quote unquote, Yogini on a Journey, uh, which I sent out on January 18th, 2020. And it was bringing the truth out about something that happened to me four years before that. Um, so just watching that masterclass today made me want to look for that newsletter. And I actually want to read it to you. Um, I already read it once with tears down my cheeks. <laughs> I have a little bit of my heart racing as I'm thinking about the fact that I'm going to read it. But yeah, I shared it back then. Um, you know, there wasn't that many people in my newsletter at that time. And I feel like this is a rebirthing of telling that truth. Um, and I think, I truly believe that as we tell our truths again and again and again, we're letting go, ripping shame out, and just becoming more accepting, compassionate, and loving to who we are. I'm not at all saying that you need to be public and share whatever your truths are. I think it just starts with telling, seeing the truth within ourselves. Um, I only share this because for me, honestly, it feels liberating to be able to be that transparent and vulnerable into the world. It also just, I don't know, I feel like 
anytime that I bring a piece that's so raw and vulnerable, it touches people in a different way. And I really believe in helping others figuring out what they need to face, what they need to look at, what they need to hold. Um, Yeah. And so maybe listening to this with compassion. Um, Here it goes. Dearest beautiful souls, thank you for journeying with me. I have been so fortunate to embark on this journey of discovering the self. 2020 is my year of light. I am letting go of every thought and judgment I made up that you would have reading this story. I am bringing light to something that I have drowned in darkness for a long time. It is my hope that sharing my story will bring light to yours. A reminder that we are in this together, that there is truly nothing that separates you and I. Regardless of what's visible or invisible, we are one. I have always had a desire to be of service to others. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a psychologist. Back then, it was the only career I saw where your day job was to help. However, the pressures of the human experience we are living in led me to get a business degree, which then led me right back to service with social entrepreneurship, building organizations to the benefit of the planet and the people whom need it most. At 23, I was on a mission to save the world. I began my master's in social entrepreneurship in San Francisco with a burning passion to do what's right and use my privilege to give those who didn't have the same opportunities a voice in the world. Little did I realize I was about to find my voice, my purpose. It came disguised in darkness, and it has taken me years to see the light. This is where the journey begins. A slap in the face, a stripping of my self-worth. A phone call that forever changed my life. July 26th, 2016, five days before running my first half marathon, four weeks before graduating from my master's degree, four weeks after having signed the incorporation of our new business, Atlas Go. That day changed my life forever. I got a call from my gynecologist. Hi, is this Magali? Your results came back in. You've contracted HSV2 genital herpes. There is no cure. You're going to live with this forever. Don't worry, though. You can take a pill every day for the rest of your life to reduce the risks of passing it on. However, there is a chance that you transmit it. Also, if you ever have an outbreak while you're giving birth, you might transmit it to your baby. Don't worry, though. One in four Americans have this disease and live with it daily, so it's really no big deal. When's a good time for you to come in and get your prescription? My world literally collapsed. Any chance of having a normal relationship vanished. Every piece of me bathed in shame, distrust, fear, and distress. My coping mechanism at first was to forget what had happened, numb the pain. It was easier to pretend like it didn't happen, push it away, than to face it. If I didn't tell people around me, maybe it didn't have to be true. As you can imagine, the pushing away wasn't helping. I quickly realized I needed a different way to gain my self-worth again. This is not a story of blame. This is a story of light. This is what sparked my journey of being the best version of myself. My journey of healing, my journey of learning how to save myself before I can save the world. This led me to yoga, meditation, and spirituality. Full of shame and self-blame, I didn't have the strength to walk into a yoga studio. So a home practice began. Jen Pasteloff's self-confidence manifestation video literally put me back together. Every day I would spend 20 minutes on my mat in our living room before any of my other roommates woke up, saying out loud, I am confident, I am brave, I am enough, in the different poses she would demonstrate. Most days, tears were a part of my practice. What I didn't know then is that 
I was beginning to forge tools to help me move through life. The beautiful thing about this disease is that it has shown me the power of the mind and the emotional body. Sometimes an outbreak appears and it takes me weeks to understand what I was going through emotionally at that moment, what the trigger point was. It has opened my eyes to how much our mind, body, and spirit are interconnected. Today, I see it as my disguised loving teacher. It's what led me to yoga and eventually becoming a teacher. It's what led me to one of the best gifts I could have ever imagined. In the journey of self-love and acceptance, I was gifted the most beautiful, kind, loving, and understanding life partner in the whole world. Little edit. He's not my husband. (laughs) Who didn't run away the moment I shared this with him, but who has been my biggest supporter in my healing journey. It has opened up a world of truth, self-acceptance, kindness, and unconditional love. This is not a story of my enlightenment or how I figured it all out. Just like anyone, I'm on the journey. I move through good and bad days. Some days I feel like I'm starting from scratch. Those days, I reach for my tools in my toolbox. I ask for help. We all have our own journeys. No matter what is yours, know that unconditional love is possible. And the journey to being the best version of yourself is your choice to make. It is my hope that this newsletter can be a resource for you to move forward in your journey, another tool to add in your toolbox. Together, we can do this. Sending love, many blessings, and light your way. Magali. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, reading this the first time this morning, a few hours ago, um, with definitely a lot of tears rolling down my eyes, just because First of all, this feels like a lifetime ago. The feelings that I'm describing of, um, yeah, not having any self-worth, of feeling like I'm never going to find anybody, that nobody's ever going to love me because of this. Um, Also, the stigma of, you know, having this kind of disease happen to you, especially as a woman, having the worst experience in all of this with the American healthcare system. Um, and you know, now looking at it, it's something that I can a hundred percent live with that. I no longer medicate myself with anything that honestly rarely occurs anymore. And what's really beautiful and full circle about this is because when it first happened, so again, we're thinking, we're talking about 2016. Um, what is that? Seven, eight years ago. And I was definitely not as connected as I am now to my intuition and to my emotions. And I think, you know, there was so many things telling me. And then an outbreak would be like the biggest trigger point. Anytime I had felt any kind of shame, I would get one. And it would take me, as I said in the newsletter, weeks for that to happen. For me to understand after it had happened, like, oh you know, we were at this thing and this happened and I felt horrible shame and I felt like I was so unloved. And, and then nowadays I'm really able to, first of all, if I do feel shame, connect with that emotion and ask myself like, Hey, what's, what's the trigger here? Why am I feeling this shame? And what is it waking up in me? How can I look at it through those different levels of shame that I went over at the beginning? And how can I give myself compassion and love for it? Um, 
And so it's funny because, again, reading this letter, I like the reason I got emotional this morning reading it is because I really felt the pain of that girl who wrote it. And that pain is really gone. Um, it's just no longer something that holds me back. It used to be like, honestly, my dirty little secret that I would be like, you know, I don't know, I could count on my two hands um, how many people knew about this because it was it felt deeply personal, deep, deeply intimate. Um, and I think more than that, it just, I couldn't face it. And I, I was scared for people to judge me and to look at me in a different way, um, to look at, you know, my relationship in a different way once I had one after this happened, um, to judge in any way, like somebody that would be with me after that happened. And again, this is something that is so freaking common and that is so heavily stigmatized. That's also very little researched. Um, because I delved into a lot of this in both the Western side of things and like Western medicine side of things and holistic, um, side of things. I today understand that it's also an immune response. Um, and so, you know, just having had a healthier lifestyle is actually what healed it and what has made it completely manageable, um, to live with today. Something that I did not think was possible seven, eight years ago. So I can't believe I just read this out loud. (laughs) Um, It doesn't mean that, you know, because I share my truth and um, do this on a podcast that it's easy. Again, I'm really not doing this for any... Just... Just because I think the truth sets you free. And as, or as Gabor Mate says, the knowledge of the truth sets you free. And the fact that what I was telling myself, the words I was using towards myself um, when I was feeling this shame and this unworthiness and this just lack of self-love. Oof, like, man, that girl, that girl needed a hug, needed to be held. <laughs> Um, and I think this is why the work, the self-work is just the most beautiful thing that we can do because it feels like a lifetime ago being on the other side now. And so truly I am grateful for that experience because it brought me to a depth of darkness that I didn't know I could go to and you know, bringing, finding my way little by little to the light through, yeah, at first it was yoga and meditation and these different um, modalities and then it was therapy. Um, It was also getting into a healthy relationship and having somebody show me that I am loved no matter what, that I am loved just as I am. Um. But I know that I, if I hadn't done the work of truly doing that for myself before, that the results of finding a beautiful relationship wouldn't have come in the same way. So it's out there, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for holding space for me. Um, And I hope, if anything, that 
This just helps you find ways to build self-compassion, um, to look at these different levels of compassion and look at the things that are happening within yourself and know that the truth will set you free, whether you choose to just look at it with yourself in the mirror or maybe go to therapy or talk about it to a friend or share it on a podcast, <laughs> whatever <laughs> your cup of tea. Um, but yeah, I feel definitely liberated and I think there's power in telling our story, even if it's for ourselves, um, even if it's just, yeah, writing it, writing a letter to yourself. I think it can really help to understand ourselves better. And again, for me today, what I'm extremely grateful for is that I, it's really led me to be doing the work that I'm doing today. So, you know, I don't know, having gone through something like this, it makes me, it makes it so easy for me to build compassion for anyone that's feeling shame and stigma and some of the clients that I'm working with right now it's just beautiful to be able to connect and like it's like as soon as they start speaking the veil of any judgment just comes off and compassion comes in it's something that I want to bring in more into my day-to-day -day life into my relationships and friendships and I feel very grateful for the work that I get to do and I loved again hearing this um, sentence that Gabor Mate said where talking to us, you know, healers, um, our job is to help people develop the capacity to hold their pain because that's exactly what it is. I didn't need anybody to take my pain away because that wasn't going to teach me anything. I needed to be able to hold my pain to look at it and to know that the capacity of healing lied within myself. All right, I think that's enough for this week. <laughs> Let me know um, what you think in the comments. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. You can give a uh, five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, you can also live a little uh, not just rate, but leave a review. All right, stick around for the well-being tip of the week. Thanks, guys. This week's well-being tip of the week is all about taking extra deep breaths. So we're actually going to do it right here, right now, together. Place your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. You can do this if you're driving. Just don't close your eyes. Inhale slowly for five. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale through your mouth. One, two, three, four, five. Inhale through your nose. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale through your nose. Two, three, four, five. You can do the cycle of breath as much as you need. Usually doing it four or five times is more than enough. Longer than that might not be good for you. Um, but yeah, just a little tool for whenever you need to come back to yourself and if you're feeling like your heart rate's going like crazy, it can be really helpful to just come back to you. All right. Thanks guys. Bye.